Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Hey, folks, this is Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Coming to you for Episode 70 on the Locked on Bucks podcast. We are here Friday morning uh, wrapping up another home loss for the Buccaneers. Uh, 43-28, to the final score. Atlanta Falcons take it to the Bucs. Uh, 40-14 to was the score late before the Bucs tacked on two touchdowns. Uh, and a very discouraging loss. Again, this defense uh, continues to have trouble uh, stopping offenses at all, especially through the air. Lots to get to. We have injuries to talk about. <clears throat> but... Uh, I will start with another quarterback carving up the Bucks defense. Uh, Matt Ryan came in, as we mentioned throughout the week, as the number one NFL quarterback in touchdowns and passing yards. Had 19 touchdowns coming in, had 2,636 yards, uh, and actually improved on those averages against the Bucks. His final numbers, 25 of 34 for 344 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, just had a ridiculous third quarter. Uh, this is a game, we'll, we'll kind of go back to things here, but this is a game that was a six-point game at the half. Uh, and Matt Ryan in the third quarter, 12 of 13 for 146 and two touchdowns. Uh, pretty much owned it from there. Uh, Buccaneers got up early, uh, went down the field and scored a touchdown on their opening drive <coughs> for the first time in more than a year. Uh, we're, we're up 7 nothing at that point. Uh, and then somewhat uh, ominously, uh, Buccaneers allowed the Falcons to go right back down the field. Uh, 32-yard touchdown pass for Matt Ryan to tie it up. Uh, took the lead. Uh, actually, two turnovers. Uh, Bucks, you know, did fairly well to limit themselves in turn of turnovers. But uh, two fumbles early on here. Uh, defense actually was able to kind of limit the damage. There was an Anton Smith fumble uh, inside the 20. And, and the Bucks held the Falcons to a field goal on that. Jameis Winston was kind of scrambling for a first down, lost the ball, uh, wasn't a fumble initially, was reviewed and determined to be a fumble. Uh, that set the Falcons up, uh, set up another field goal. But it's only 13-7 at that point, and then the Bucks defense comes up with a, a big sack fumble. Gerald McCoy gets to Matt Ryan, uh, gets the fumble, is recovered by Daryl Smith, uh, and the Bucks are able to, to take the lead. Uh, a beautiful touchdown pass to Mike Evans in the end zone. Uh, kind of outleaped Robert Alford, probably pushed off a little bit and got away with it. But uh, his second touchdown, and the Bucks are up 14-13 uh, late in the second quarter. But, uh, again, the defense can't stop them. Uh, they go down the field, get a nine-year touchdown from Taylor Gabriel. Uh, so Falcons are up 20-14 to at the half, and you're thinking if the Bucks can get a stop, they can certainly be right back in it. Uh, they did not get a stop. In fact, this whole night – did not get a stop, uh, really. They had Obviously, they had the, the sack fumble I mentioned from McCoy, but zero punts for the Falcons. Uh, it's only twice in Buccaneers history they have gone an entire game without forcing a single punt. They are both against the Falcons in the last year. Um, managed to beat the Falcons without them punting last year in that overtime game. Uh, tonight, basically 10 possessions for the Falcons. Eight of them scored. That's five touchdowns and three field goals. Uh, and then the sack fumble and the end of the first half, and that's basically it. Uh, so big concerns about this defense. Uh, again, a lack of general pressure at the quarterback. 
Uh, again, trouble letting people get wide open in the secondary. This was not just Julio Jones. Uh, Julio did have eight for 111 and a touchdown, uh, but Muhammad Sanu breaking loose. Uh, six different Falcons had catches of 20 yards or longer. Uh, was doing the math. Just how historically bad this is. The Bucks have given up 1,087 yards in the last two games. 1,087 yards over a two-game span in the last <clears throat> 50 years. The entire NFL, we're talking about maybe 10,000 games. Uh, that's the fourth worst two-game stretch in the last 50 years. Uh, congrats to the Buffalo Bills who gave up 1,201 yards over a two-game stretch in 2012. Uh, the 0-4 Falcons and the 96 Redskins. The only teams in 50 years to uh, give up more yards in two games than the Bucks have in giving up 1,087. Passing yards. They've allowed 823 net passing yards in the last two games. That is the seventh worst two-game total in the last 50 years. Uh, and then worst in Bucks history. Uh, that's that's what the 1,087 is there. Uh, Buccaneers football, 41 years, uh, 1,087 yards is the record. Only one other time the Bucks have given up 1,000 yards in back-to-back games. That, I'm sure you remember, was 1980 against the uh, Packers and the Oilers. The great Lynn Dickey throwing for 418 on the Bucks, And then the combination of Oilers quarterback Kenny Stabler throwing for 242 and the great Earl Campbell rushing for 203. That, until last night, was the only game in Bucks history in which they gave up more than 1,000 yards in back-to-back games. Um, talked to a bunch of people in the secondary. Uh, I think they're going to take this as a long weekend. They've got three days off here uh, to kind of regroup, get away from football, try and figure out who they are and what they can do to be much better than they've been. Um, this isn't any one person. Um, you know, Gerald McCoy was, was downright uh, disconsolate after the game. Um, just said they need to get a break, need to get away. Um, you kind of wonder what kind of changes they'll make. Will there be coaching changes on the defensive staff? Will there be personnel changes in the lineup? What they have is not working. Um, I want to go through injuries because there are some significant injuries that come of this. Um, big names, but not necessarily big injuries. Uh, James Winston left a game for the first time in his NFL career. Uh, James Winston, again, going for two, down 20 in the fourth quarter of a game. Uh, you admire his competitiveness, but probably not the smartest thing. Took a nasty hit at the goal line. Uh, looked like he hurt his knee. Uh, left the game, had that knee evaluated. Uh, seemed fine. Stood on the sidelines, watching his teammates, walked off fine, said he's fine. Does not appear to be anything structurally that would be a concern, but... Uh, Buck saw Mike Glennon on the field for the first time since 2014. Mike Glennon actually played well. 10 of 11 for 75 yards and a touchdown. Uh, had a touchdown to Cameron Brait. Had a uh, two-point conversion to Brandon Myers. Uh, so nice to see Mike Glennon playing well. You certainly did not need to see that tonight uh, in terms of things you thought you might see going into the game. Uh, not really a bad night for Jameis Winston, to be honest. Uh, he had the fumble, as we mentioned. Uh, but... 23 of 37 for 261 and three touchdowns. Uh, two scores to Mike Evans. Uh, had a nice first one rolling to the right, and scrambling and throwing to the corner of the back right end zone. Uh, hit Mike Evans. And then that lob over Trufant, that was just, or Alfred, I should say. That was just a, a beautiful touchdown. Used his height. Uh, Mike Evans has eight touchdown catches now. That leads the NFL. Uh, he's obviously on pace to break his own team record of 12 in a season. 
Uh, back to injuries, uh, another guy that really never comes off the field is Quan Alexander. Uh, he did so today. Uh, had what was initially called a shoulder injury. Uh, they're calling it a stinger. Uh, to talk to him after the game, he said he just needed to come off the field for a little bit just to get his strength back in his shoulder. Uh, he'll be fine. Won't be in any trouble for the Bears game. So good news there with Quan Alexander. Uh, Adarius Glanton filled in for him in the second half while he was out. Uh, six tackles for Adarius Glanton. So he played well. A guy who's usually just a special teams guy uh, was active and uh, came up with six tackles there off the bench. Um, Mike Evans evaluated for a concussion. You, if you have not seen it, uh, just go online and search for Mike Evans' catch. A ridiculous, fully outstretched, one-handed grab, just palmed to football in midair, came down with it in the sidelines, uh, got destroyed, however. The Falcons rookie safety, Keanu Neal, uh, drilled him on the sidelines. So he was being evaluated for a concussion. Seemed okay in the locker room afterwards. We're not really allowed to interview players that are in concussion protocol, so couldn't ask him. But to see him getting dressed looked like he normally does getting dressed. Obviously, a concussion will take it very seriously. Uh, but right now, doesn't seem like something that would keep him from playing against the Bears. The big injuries to speak of, these are lesser players, but these are major injuries. Uh, Howard Jones, a backup defensive end, had a full brace on his left knee, was on crutches after the game, could very well be done for the season there. Uh, Howard is probably the, the last end on the bench. Uh, but a key pass rusher has had, uh, I don't know, 12, 13 sacks the last two years. Obviously, they've already dealt with injuries at defensive end with uh, George Johnson being out, with Jacqueline Smith being out, Robert Ayers missing four games. So another major injury at defensive end that hurts their depth there. Uh, Anton Smith, who had stepped in off the street as a running back, uh, had five carries for 25 yards, had three catches for 27 yards, uh, hurt his knee, what looks like a uh, what looks like a bad injury to his knee. was on crutches as well, was not bending his leg. Uh, in the locker room. So that could be, again, an injury that has him uh, on IR. Uh, the third injury, Joe Hawley. You know, Joe has come out of three games already this season, usually bounces right back, gets back in. Uh, had an injury to his knee, his left knee that was evaluated. He did not come back in. We don't know the extent of that. Uh, Evan Smith filled in for him the rest of the game. Uh, Joe Hawley has pushed through a lot of injuries this year, so we don't know what the situation is with that. But uh, another injury to be watching in the next week here. Bucks might have to make some roster moves there. Uh, other things to get to. Uh, turnovers. Uh, we mentioned the Bucks had a sack fumble early. Will Golson had a sack later. Uh, but only one turnover. And again, very little to stop this Falcons offense. This, we knew this was going to be a good Falcons offense. Don't get me wrong. They came in uh, the highest scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, scored 43 points. Again, the final 43-28. Uh, that's the most for any Bucks game. Uh, against the Bucks, since the Ravens put up 48 on this team in 2014. Um, again, just discouraging in that locker room to talk to players. Uh, a lot of questions about their identity, who they are, what they need to do as a defense to get back to where they want to be. Uh, offensively, we mentioned Mike Evans had the big game, 11 for 50 with two touchdowns. That 11 catches is a career high for Mike Evans. Uh, the running game, you know, we had wondered who the running backs would be. Running backs were largely... Uh, a non-factor in this game. Peyton Barber, the rookie from Auburn, got the start. Had 11 carries for 31 yards. Kind of modest numbers there. Uh, did have four catches for 24 yards. Uh, Anton Smith played a fair amount before he got hurt. That was five carries for 25 yards, three catches for 27 yards. And Mike James got to play. Uh, only had one carry for three yards, but converted on a third down. Uh, Mike James had three catches for 17 yards. So between the three of them, uh, it's about 120, 130 yards of total offense. Uh, but not not enough early in terms of helping the Bucks uh, establish the run and set up the pass early in this game. Um, 
What else to get to here? Uh, the Bucks have the weekend off now, so we probably won't have much in terms of updates on Monday. Uh, we should have an open locker room and time with Dirk Cutter this afternoon, Friday afternoon, but that'll be our only access before Monday. Uh, they get a bonus day. Monday is usually kind of a recovery day after a game, so they will have uh, a bonus day as they get ready for the Bears in a third straight home game on Sunday. Uh, the Bears are 2-6, and six, so this is very much, you know, you look at the most winnable games left on their schedule, the Bears would have to be one. At home against a 2-6 and six team that has struggled. Uh, it is one thing if Matt Ryan and Derek Carr are carving you up. It will be another if Jay Cutler comes into the stadium and is throwing all over this Bucks defense. Uh, Buccaneers now 3-5. and five. Uh, You know, if they had won, they would have been a half game out of first. But since they lost, they're a half game out of last place. They are 3-5. and five. Carolina Panthers are 2-5. and five. Bucks would have the tiebreaker right now. But, uh, again, very close to uh, being in last place in their division again. 3-5. Uh, and five, you don't want to rule anything out for the year, but this is a team now where you start uh, looking at the schedule and wondering where the sched- where the wins are on the schedule if they're playing this kind of defense. Uh, so we'll have injury updates for you on Monday. Uh, we'll talk uh, and get more from Dirk Cutter. You know, after the game and talking to Cutter, it was interesting. One thing I want to get to here, and I'm curious what you guys think about this. Uh, this was fairly early in the game, I guess second quarter maybe. I'm pulling back here, just trying to find it. Buccaneers had... Interesting call at the 22-yard line. Uh, they are down 10-7 at this point. Sorry, 23-yard line. Uh, there was a face mask penalty uh, against the Falcons. And a face mask from the 23 uh, would have made it third down again, but would have backed them up 15 yards. So it would have been third and 22 from the 38-yard line, which sets up as a 56-yard field goal. Uh, so your choices as a coach are to accept the penalty, set your defense up with third and 22 from the 38, from the fringe of field goal range, or to accept, to decline the penalty and take a fourth and seven at the 23. Uh, and rather curiously, Dirk Cutter declined the penalty, uh, took fourth and seven at the 23, which allowed Matt Bryant to get a 41-yard field goal, uh, made it a 13-7 again. Again, Bucks lost this game. We're down by 26 in the second half. So uh, whether they get a field goal or no field goal there doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. But I think it points to the overall lack of confidence Dirk has in his defense. Uh, If you accept that penalty, you're saying, hey, I think my defense can hold this offense to less than 15 yards on a third and 22. Um, And if you decline it, you're essentially saying, I don't think my defense can, uh, can keep this offense from getting 15 yards. Obviously, there's the risk of them getting 23 yards and a first down there. But if you have confidence in your defense, normally you accept that penalty and back them up. Uh, make it a much harder kick for the field goal. Uh, so a little bit surprised by that. Uh, Dirk Cutter said they considered it and, and felt like they were already putting him at the end of his field goal range. Didn't want to give the Falcons a chance to uh, extend the drive by that. So uh, that was kind of the main controversial point there. Uh, we look at, uh, we talked about receivers. You know, it's funny that Bucks played without uh, Russell Shepard on Thursday. So they only had four receivers dressed. And obviously Mike Evans and Adam Humphreys, you know who they are. But your third receiver is Cecil Shorts, who came in with one catch this season. Your fourth receiver is Freddie Martino, who came in with zero catches in his NFL career. Uh, Cecil Shorts had four targets, one catch for 20 yards. Over the last two games, he has one catch on eight targets. Uh, Freddie Martino did get his first NFL catch, a nine-yard catch. Congratulations, Freddie Martino, uh, against his old team. Uh, There wasn't a lot of retribution in terms of... uh, guys that were former Falcons getting to do stuff against their old team. But uh, 
Anyway, that will wrap things up here, guys. I'm sorry I don't have better news for you. Bucks are three and five. They are zero and four at home uh, since the start of the 2014 season. They are three and seventeen at home. That is the worst home record in the NFL. Uh, Titans are four and seventeen. Browns are five and fourteen. Bears are five and fifteen. But the worst team in the NFL since the start of the 2014 season is your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good crowd, uh, 57-7-9-7. I say good crowd for a Thursday night game. It is a weeknight. Uh, not everybody can get in or, or stay out on the school night. But 57-7-9-7, the announced attendance. That's well down from Sunday. But again, uh, Sunday night different, or Sunday afternoon different from Thursday night. Uh, John Lynch, we should mention, was inducted into the Bucks. Ring of Honor it was very nice to see him uh, get that honor. Talked about the fans, talked about uh, many of his teammates in attendance. Uh, as some of you have pointed out, uh, disappointing to have John Lynch and Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp uh, there to witness a defense that gives up another 460 yards and 43 points. Uh, this defense is in trouble. A lot of people talking about the fact that Lovey Smith was fired last year because this defense was a terrible defense. I don't know that they are in any way better than they were at the end of last season. Uh, this two-game stretch, again, the worst stretch in Buccaneers history, giving up 1,087 yards of offense in five days. Uh, this will wrap things up. Uh, have a good weekend. I'm sorry I don't have better things to uh, hit you guys with going into the long weekend, but uh, that will do it. Episode 70 in the books. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back on Monday, but for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, this is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.